Welcome to the TechEd Podcast, where we visit with leaders who are shaping, innovating, and disrupting technical education. People who are not afraid to think differently, not afraid to try something new, all with the goal of securing the American dream for the next generation of STEM and workforce talent. Well, welcome to the TechEd Podcast. I am your host, Matt Kirkner, and it is great to have everybody back with us. You know, if you listen to our podcast regularly, you will know a few things about us. You know that we love technology, especially any technology that relates to education, and especially as it relates to how we inspire the next generation toward all kinds of really, really cool careers. So yes, we are talking about things like computer vision. We are talking about artificial intelligence. So you know all of this, but what you may not know is that I have been a lifelong Milwaukee Brewers fan, a lifelong fan of baseball in general. I love the game of baseball. I played it a bit growing up. I love going to Little League fields and watching kids play baseball. I love going to American Family Field in my hometown of Milwaukee and watching the Milwaukee Brewers play. I love baseball. Well, the cool thing about today's episode is that we get to cover all of this And we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and computer vision and technology. And we're doing it with a guest that I read about last year in the Wall Street Journal. So here I was not too many months ago in 2022, reading this article about artificial intelligence and computer vision and baseball and about this really, really fascinating individual who is joining us today. We are going to have a great conversation with Rocky Collis in what has become a two-part episode of the Tech Ed Podcast. In the first episode, we're going to talk about his technology, about his company, Mustard, about the kind of amazing careers that are available to individuals. We're going to talk about folks like Clayton Kershaw and Nolan Ryan, people that Rocky knows personally. We're going to talk about Tom Brady, and we're going to talk about Drew Brees and how the same technology that is used to analyze their technique when throwing a baseball or a football can be used to upskill the next generation in baseball mechanics, to take any young person, regardless of where they live, regardless of their financial or economic background, and make technology available to them that will improve their performance in the game of baseball. So like we said, we are having this conversation with Rocky Collis in this, the first of two episodes. Rocky is the founder and CEO of Mustard. We are going to learn all about Mustard and all about the technology that stands behind his amazing company. But for starters, Rocky, thank you so much for taking some time to join us on the TechEd Podcast. Really excited to be here. appreciate you having me. Tell us about Mustard, you know, the company, your clients, and so on. Well, you know, one of the reasons I'm excited to be here, I just really appreciate how you kind of articulate your mission and what you do on on this podcast. Uh, the soul of our company, we try to help kids play sports longer than they otherwise would. Okay. Awesome. 70% of kids quit playing team sports by the time they're 14. In large part, it's the kids without resources that quit. And really what happens is you know, Aspen Institute has done a great job doing lots of surveys and collecting data in this field. And we know that kids quit playing sports because they feel like they're not good enough to play anymore when they get to the age of 14, okay? Most kids have not had encouragement by that age. They haven't had access to any type of coaching. They haven't been able to to improve. So they get to the age where things are competitive. They start losing all the time, and uh, it's no fun. They don't want to do it anymore. 
we think with technology and with partnerships with the best coaches on earth, which which we have, we can start to really correct that problem. So, so that's what we're after to, after to do. What a great mission. You know, you used a word which is soul of our company. I love that thought as, you know, people have listened regularly to the Tech Ed podcast, know that we're totally mission driven. And, and when you think about the, you know, the soul of a company, really your reason for existing is to help kids play sports longer. I, I just, I, that resonates incredibly well with me. I admit I did not realize that 70% of young people quit playing sports by the age of 14. What a shame that is. And here we have a technology and a company whose mission it is to really help young people stay interested in the world of sports for a longer period of time and stay active. And we're really looking forward to learning about these partnerships with amazing coaches combined with the technology you're using to improve the way that young people play the game. So let's chat about that technology. It's your your product. Is it an app? Do I understand that right? It's a it's a application you can pick up on on your iPhone or your Android or how does that work? Yes. Well, the the app is iOS only for now, uh, but the brunt of our product is a, a mobile application. Um, it's really a, a two step process. So we have mobile applications right now for baseball and football. We're developing one for golf, where an athlete can upload a video. They get a very simple report card on their movement, telling them what they're doing well, maybe more importantly, telling them what they could be doing better from a movement perspective, and then giving them a personalized plan, okay, telling them exactly what drills and exercises they should do every day to improve. All that's in the mobile application. Uh, Then for people that want to go a little bit deeper, they can take classes with us, okay? So we're partnered with the players' associations in our our sports uh, and many of the greatest athletes and, and, and coaches on earth. Uh, so for pitchers, for example, Nolan Ryan's hosted class for us. Clayton Kershaw has hosted multiple classes. And then, of course, my co-founder is Tom House, who the most successful personal sports coach uh, ever, I think. Awesome. Tom, Brady's, Tom Brady's quarterback coach, Nolan Ryan's sure. coach. He hosts a weekly mechanics class for us, for, for our subscribers. But I, I want to go back to the importance of the soul of the company. Yeah. And um, it's something we're, we're very conscious of and, and super intentional about. There's a lot of, with computer vision, any new technology, there's a lot of different directions to take it. There's a lot of great ways you can, you can make an impact. It was really important to us early on in, in my training as an entrepreneur is to make sure everybody's aligned on what that mission, what the soul of the company is, because it affects everything, okay? So for us being focused on helping kids play sports, yep. it changes the way we do computer vision. It changes the way we design the apps. It changes the subject of the classes. If you're not super clear on who you're trying to help and how, um, everything kind of gets gets muddied. So for us in, in the app, this is not giving somebody all of the data about how they're moving. Okay, that's an it's an overwhelming amount of data. Sometimes major league players want access to every you know piece of backend data, and, and that's sure. good for them. Uh, for kids, we're telling them in really simple terms what movement patterns they have to hit at their age, and which ones they should be improving upon now, and then how to improve. So. Big part of it for us is taking very complex data, making it very simple, actionable in the application, and then using that information to funnel people into classes that are going to make the most impact for them. Got it. So before we get into the the technology, just a little bit more in more detail, if I'm understanding it right, they're uploading a video literally from from the iPhone into the app. Is that the starting point? Take a video. Right now, we ask people to take a video in the app. Okay. So when you have the Mustard app open, there's a record button. You tap it. Uh, if you, let's take the example of a pitcher, so pitchers yep. are usually throwing multiple pitches in succession. Sure, uh, you can just take one video of ten pitches, thirty pitches, whatever you want, 
on the back end, our system automatically edits that one video and is going to give you a report card on each individual pitch and give you just the video uh, of each individual pitch, deleting everything in between pitches. Um, and the report card, again, you know, super, super simple. The video, um, it's actually designed so that a kid can do it on their own. Okay, so you can use the front facing camera. You can, it works from different camera angles. So you can lean the phone up against a wall, huh. throw, throw a ball against the wall. You can lean the phone up. A lot of kids, they put the phone up against a water bottle or a bag and point the phone at them while they're throwing the ball to a, to, to a friend. Uh, so a parent can do it, a coach can do it, but a kid can do it on their own too. So if I'm thinking about this, you know, and, and having watched, you know, certainly my son grow up in, in Little League and, and watching him working on improving his game over the years, he played a little bit deeper than 14, but not too much deeper. We always used to drill into their heads, you know, um, down, around and up, pivot, tuck and throw. That was like over and over and over again. And so, you know, you've got this kind of repeatable process of of how a, you know, a good throw or a good pitch is supposed to look. You know, is it as, you know, not to oversimplify it, but is it kind of taking that type of mechanics and then tying that to the, you know, using artificial intelligence, pulling that data from the from the video and, and kind of analyzing, if you will, where where and when the, uh, the the player should be doing certain things and then comparing that to where they are and, and helping them understand what they need to do to improve. Am I getting that somewhat right? Yeah, somewhat. So so here, here's the way we frame it. We think sure. about democratizing the world's best coaching. Okay, so, okay. so that's an important phrasing because we start with what's the world's best coaching. We're not starting from an AI perspective where we're trying to study the movement now and then figure out the way most people move most efficiently and then figure out how to teach it. We actually already know the end result there. We already know how to teach it. And so and then so we start building the computer vision around that. It's a, it's a really important distinction for athletics because if you start studying now how people, you know, the best athletes, how they move, it can lead you down some rabbit holes that are going to take a long time to, to dig out of. Because a lot of times the way an athlete moves is not necessarily related to how they're thinking about moving. Okay. Okay. So um, I'll give you an, an example with um Nolan Ryan, uh, you know, I have this Nolan Ryan's pitcher's Bible behind me that I grew yep. up with. My actual copy, co-written Love by it. my co-founder and, and Nolan Ryan. When I was a kid growing up pitching, I pitched, you know, ended up pitching in a college and in, in, in the minors. But when I was a kid, this was the book that every pitcher read, right? Literally the Bible. It says so right on the book, right? Literally the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, not just a marketing book. So, you know, I was trying to imitate Nolan Ryan, right? I mean, I was trying to kick my leg just like him and um, I felt like I was doing it. And um, years later, I when I finally met Tom House, my co-founder, I showed him a picture of myself pitching where I was in full leg kick, my knees and my chest. And I was very proud of this picture. I thought it looked great. Yeah. And I showed Tom, you know, isn't this impressive? How great did I, you know, I, I used to look. And he glanced at it and he said, I can tell you from that picture why you didn't pitch in the big leagues. Oh, no way. And so without getting into the mechanics of it, you know, the, the point is that I was trying to imitate, I was doing kind of the AI side of it, seeing, okay, here's this data point, here's where Nolan's leg is. Yep. But I was missing actually the important positions that he got into and the important, the the feels, the, the teachables that he and Tom had developed together. I was just doing kind of the research imitation piece. You need to boil it down to the teachables before you're going to tell somebody what to think differently and how they need to try to move differently. So we actually start from that. In each of the sports we're in, we start with a Tom House. What do we want to teach people? 
okay, now if you're going to teach people at scale, what are the measurables you need in order to funnel them into the right drills, exercises, and lessons? So start from that perspective rather than we're going to capture a bunch of data and do the research now. There's actually great coaches in the world that have already done that research and we can right. start with what they've done. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting how often we have convergences on the Tech Ed podcast between different areas. We've talked about the convergence between art and manufacturing, for example. And in this particular case, I think about the convergence between, you know, coaching and some of the formalized teaching that we look at with the educators that participate on the podcast. And, and you're right. Start with the end in mind. Let's understand what these outcomes are. Um, and, and don't reinvent the wheel is the other thing that we go back and forth over, over and over and over again. If there are world-class coaches that, that have already figured some of this stuff out, how do we then just bring their knowledge and their technique and their, and their process to bear on improving performance? Let's dig into that a little bit deeper. If I can just, let's just think about in the case of a, of a pitcher, since that's kind of the topic that we've, we've been on, you know, what are the kinds of things that you're measuring with the app? that then produce that that prescription for improvement, if you will. Yeah. So for the movements we're in now, we boil it down to six to nine. We call them mechanical variables, okay, measurables. So for pitchers, just to give you a couple that are really important for young pitchers that um, we, we see all the time. One we call balance. This is measuring the spine angle at release point. Okay, so think about uh, you know, somebody center of gravity, a lot of young pitchers, if you can see the way a young, young person throws anything in your mind's eye, they frequently will, will pull their weight off to their glove side. Okay. So for a right-handed pitcher um, at release point, their head would be off center towards first base. Okay. Okay. Got um, it. So, so at release point, the moment the ball comes out of their hand, the spine angle is maybe 20, 30 degrees slanted towards the first base dugout. Wow, that much, 20 to 30 degrees, huh? Yeah, and so we would say, you know, Tom, Tom's research says that if you're 15 degrees or less, that's actually acceptable. But if you're tilted more than 15 degrees, a whole host of problems start, okay? For one thing, you've lost direction, so you're going to become very inaccurate. You're going to start to lose the ball up and into a right-handed batter, or you're going to spike okay. low and away to a right-handed yep. batter because that's the way, that's where your momentum is going. Um, so that's one problem. You're releasing the ball further away from home plate than you would be if you kept your center of gravity moving towards home plate, right? So now all of a sudden you're giving the hitter more time to react. You're spinning much less efficiently, which means you're just losing velocity. So now you're giving the hitter more time to react because of the distance and more time to react because the ball is moving slower. And then maybe most importantly, this is one thing that um, studies have shown is linked to elbow injuries. Okay. As you, if you pull your center of gravity off of the first base side, the natural reaction in your body is that your throwing arm, if it's your right arm is flaring out in the other direction. So you don't fall on your head. This is just a protection balance mechanism. Sure. Um, but that, the result of that is you're putting more stress on your, on your elbow. So less velocity, less accuracy, more time for the hitter and more injury risk. And usually pitchers can fix this issue basically in one session. Usually as soon as somebody sees the data and as soon as somebody sees the visual, um, you, we, we give it to them in avatar form of what they look like at release point. They go, wow, that's not right. And then they can, there's some quick fixes they can implement right away. So that's, that's wow. one. There's another one I'll give you as um, sure. not intuitive, uh, but this is a really classic, important Tom House thing, both for quarterbacks and for pitchers. Uh, it's, it's what you do with your non-throwing arm, okay? So if you can imagine Tom Brady throwing in your in your mind's eye or Drew Brees, um, at the moment the ball comes out of their hand at release point, 
their left hand is right in front of their face. Okay. And if you just Google Tom Brady release point, if you don't believe me, just Google that and you'll, and you'll see Tom Brady's left hand right in front of his face, which for most young throwers or, or parents is counterintuitive. A lot of, a lot of parents, well-intentioned parents or coaches will teach a young athlete to pull with their non-throwing arm. The idea being that if, if I'm right-handed and I pull with my left arm, then the rotation of the shoulders forces my right arm to come through and I must throw harder that way. And it's just, it, it, it turns out it's not true. When you pull with your left arm, again, you end up losing direction. But most importantly, generally what happens is you lose your torque too early. So what makes you throw a ball hard or hit a ball far is hip shoulder separation and torque. You've got to actually keep your, your shoulders back as your hips rotate forward. So that firm front side, when people correct that, they end up correcting four or five mechanical variables all at once, usually. Well, and as you're talking about this, I'm, I'm I'm even thinking about you know Tom Brady when he's when he's throwing a bullet to the end zone, and you can almost visualize that you know that that kind of body action that you're you're explaining. Is he going to stay retired this time? By the way, <laughs> I've never met Tom Brady. So I, I have no <laughs> insight on that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So a little bit more on the back end of the technology, right? So we're uploading this information to some some platform. Would be interested to kind of understand what that what that is, and then what's going on on kind of the you know, is there an AI machine learning component to this in terms of looking at the video and then looking at, you know, the the behaviors or the characteristics that we actually want, comparing the two of those to come up with this avatar that kind of shows the the learner or the athlete, what is that behavior or what is that performance that we're looking for? Yeah, so uh, the answer is yes. I'll start giving you a little bit more insight into the back end and kind of some of our, um, what I think our tech advantages. So, Look, we always thought Tom House was the right person to start the coaching process with. And if you're democratizing elite coaching, starting with somebody who's literally the best in multiple sports right. was a unique opportunity and the right person to build a brand around, too. So we, so we liked that. Uh, but Tom brought this other really unique advantage that is not intuitive, um, but is the reason we were able to recruit world-class computer vision engineers. Tom's been doing 3D motion analysis since Nolan Ryan, okay, since the wow. mid-80s. He was buying these sensor-based systems that nobody else in America was was using. Um, uh, you know, and he's used six different types of motion analysis systems over the years, where you put you know little stickies on somebody an athlete's joints, and um, you take a video of them, and you get from that system what we call a perfect ground truth 3D model. Okay, we know from those 3D models the exact location of every joint over every frame of a video which means you get this avatar, you could take Nolan Ryan, he's in the 3D motion sensing system. We have a stick figure of the way Nolan moves. You can actually spin that stick figure and look at it from 360 degrees. Tom had tens of thousands of those 3D models in a variety of different sports. And when he co-founded the company with us, he assigned those models to the company. So using those perfect 3D models, our computer vision team, was able to develop something that we think is really unique, much more mobile, much more scalable than other things in the athletic um, computer vision space. Our system, because of Tom's data, it can actually um, predict the camera angle that somebody used to take a video. Okay, we can actually predict which direction somebody's throwing the ball or hitting the ball. And then as a result of that, we're projecting onto a 2D video taken from one camera angle with no sensors, we're projecting 3D data onto the 2D image. So that's what allows us to give 
um, useful, complete report cards to young pitchers, even if they're using the front facing camera and, you know, the thing's not going to be at the angle that you would hope, right? We're able to figure those things out. Which to your point really allows us to democratize this technology to democratize world-class coaching because anybody with an iPhone, uh, which isn't necessarily everybody, but it's certainly a lot more than people that, you know, have access to complex computer vision systems and so on can leverage this technology. I'm curious, Rocky, about the uh, you've you've alluded a couple times to the computer vision engineers. It sounds like the you know the IP and the methodology belong to Tom House before co-founding the company with you, or at least largely did. And now you've got this, these you call them world class computer vision engineers. You know how many of these do you have working on a, a project like this? Are they the ones that actually develop the technology, if you will, using the know how and putting it to work? So talk about that for a bit. We've got a small full-time team of rock stars in the computer vision space that have punched way above their weight class so far, just in terms of size, which obviously you need as a as a startup company. Sure. The whole thing happened um, just, you know, I guess very luckily, maybe that's the way a lot of startup companies get going. But um, when I met Tom, so I didn't know Tom growing up, you know, I studied his stuff. I read his books. My younger brother, Luke, who's um, one of the co-founders of the company, Luke was a professional quarterback and was training with Tom as a quarterback. And I'd, I'd go and watch, and there's all these famous guys training with my brother, and it would be cool. And I met Tom a couple yeah. times. And I had played baseball. I was an attorney for a while. And then um, with some former clients uh, who were members of the U.S. women's soccer team, they invited me to start a company with them, which I, I was lucky to do. And and I got to experience entrepreneurship and and raise venture capital and and and, and be a part of that. Um, that company's called Reink, which has done done great. And um, Tom knew about that, and so I started talking with Tom and his um, coaching partner Jason Goldsmith, who's a renowned mental performance coach, about business ideas they had. And it was Tom and Jason, you know, and I think you know, largely driven by Jason was this idea of how many kids could turn into Nolan Ryan, but they go home because nobody ever encouraged them, nobody ever gave them any information about how to improve. Sure. And can we take this like super scientific process that Tom House does with the Drew Breeses of the world and can we put it in a phone somehow in an in a actionable way that kids could really have access to this stuff? So I started just as a friend socializing the concept to people well before we yeah. were really doing it. And um, I was lucky I had a former college teammate who works in the commissioner's office in Major League Baseball. And I... I <laughs> I happened to just be seeing him. We were actually, we were working out. We were in the gym. And I said, what do you think? You know who Tom House is? What do you think about this idea? Is there a way to do it? Any ideas? And he said, you know, just kind of like in between sets, <laughs> he said, not only is it possible, but I know the people that could build that for you. Wow. It was right after um, ML BAM, which was Major League Baseball's advanced media, built a lot of incredible technology right after they had been sold to Disney. And there were some... Some of these engineers were basically free agents looking for new things. And so we were lucky to meet some of them. It was perfect timing. They were interested in the data components of it and do something groundbreaking in computer vision. So a couple of them we hired full-time, a couple of them are, are part-time consultants, and it's it's been a good thing. Yeah, we know all about small startups, and I've been involved in in several of them. And, and I've always said I'd much rather have kind of that Navy SEAL um, small group of people accomplishing outsized objectives and, you know, having run companies with three and 400 people, which aren't gigantic, but by some standards are relatively large. I love having a small group of people where you can just get everybody in the conference room and say, look, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to try and accomplish. Get them really excited about 
um, you know, being on the on the same team, having the same vision, having a, a mission like the one or a soul, as you put it, like the one that your organization does. Really, really cool. I have to ask you before I forget, and I think I know the answer to this question. We actually had as we were prepping for this episode, a little poll going around the Tech Ed podcast studio. The name Mustard comes from what? Yeah, I knew that was somehow I could tell that was going to be. <laughs> Look, so we when we started, we knew, you know, we wanted to build a direct to consumer business. We knew we needed a catchy name. We've got a different parent, you know, holding company name and um, it wasn't cool for kids. So we're and it turned out none of us as co-founders were cool enough to think of the right. (laughs) We tried. We kept coming up with stuff. It was not good. We hired an agency that did a really good job, came up with a long list. We got down to two names. It was mustard and one other name. And um, we couldn't decide. And we got on a big. Well, at that time, a big team call of all eight people in the company or whatever it was. Right. And uh, Jason Goldsmith, the mental performance coach, called in. He's typically on the PGA Tour working with guys, and he called in with Justin Rosen in the car. Okay. And uh, Rosie's a, you know become a big investor, and we're we're launching into golf with with his uh, incredible help. And Rosie's, a, you know, they're on the speakerphone in the car. I said, well, Justin, we're down to two names. You know, what do you think of these two names? And it, it Rosie's from England, and it turned out that the other name was like a, a swear word in England. It was like okay. a slang well, swear word. He was like, maybe right? don't do that one. You know, it was not something right. you would ever predict. Uh, and then he said, however, mustard in England is like what the kids say for like what's cool. Like instead of saying like that's oh, the no kids way. in England are saying like that's the mustard. So he's like, I could really see myself asking kids to download the mustard app. Or like, well. That, since that's exactly what we want you to do, I think we'll go with, with that name. But yeah, I mean, you know, the reason it was on the list is like put some extra mustard on it or, or Thank cut, you. there's also cut <laughs> the mustard is like pass the test. So we, we had some focus groups and kids actually knew those phrases and, and mustard resonated. And I think we do some cool things with the logo. So, yeah. I love it, but that's a that's a fantastic story. So, um, a little bit more on the on the user experience, and then we'll get into some other things. Uh, so, I'm a I'm a you know 13 year old kid. I'm trying to work on my on my form, become a better pitcher. I, I have the app. I, I use the video. I send the information in, and and I get this, and it runs through your AI and ML algorithms and so on. And and now I get this feedback. You suggested a little bit. It comes in the form of like an avatar, really, really useful in terms of correcting anything we're trying to correct in a really efficient fashion. Tell us, so I'm that 13 year old kid. What am I getting, and how am I using that? Yeah. So what you get back is a report card for each pitch. That is like a. There's not nine mechanical variables. You're getting pass fail for each mechanical variable. Okay. So telling you which variables you need to work on just on one screen as a report card. On each of those single pitch report card screens, there's also the visuals that you're talking about. Okay. So you can play your pitch as a video and scrub it and slow it down and all that. Or you can click on icons on the screen and it it will jump to the still frame where we'll be releasing next week is a GIF of each key point in the mechanics, okay? So you can click on an icon that's for release point. It'll jump to the frame of the video where the ball is just coming out of your hand. At that, and again, next week, that's gonna be a GIF, which I think is much more impactful. For sure. Um, But right now as a still frame, part of what you get is this overlaid colorful avatar on top of the video. So it's really highlighting where your joints are, where your center of gravity is, um, and just that visual we found has been a huge light bulb moment for kids. Um, you kind of get some of it in video, but when you just see the still frame, you're forced to look at exactly where your head is at release point. 
yep. which is often obviously not where it should be. Kids usually correct that quickly. So that's all on the pitch page. And then there's a separate section of the app you can click on my plan. Okay. And when you click on that, that's when you get the benefit of not just the computer vision, but the regression analysis, the AI around, okay, here's where you should start working. So mo even major league pitchers that use our app will probably fail a couple of the mechanical variables. Okay. If you fail two or more, you still don't know what to work on. Right. Right. So then in yep. the my plan page, the AI will say, here's the one mechanical variable that would be most impactful for you to work on right now and to fix first. Usually if you fix one, you accidentally fix two or three. Uh, right. And then for whichever mechanical variable is recommended for you, the the my plan page automatically gives you which exercises, which drills Tom House would have would have you doing every day in order to improve at that variable. Cool. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions is how do you handle the progression? And it sounds like that's all figured out by the AI using regression analysis and understanding which one is going to make the most difference in which order. And then you just progress. They, do they just progressively work through those then and then upload additional videos as they're making their changes to kind of do a new comparison? Is that how it works? Correct. As they upload more videos, then the my plan updates understanding which variables they've improved. Got it. So as I mentioned in the intro, I love Little League Baseball. I love watching kids play baseball. You think about the progression from, you know, peewees to minors to majors to high school ball to, you know, if you're fortunate enough, college ball, minor leagues, the, you know, major league baseball. Where does this apply? Is it through the whole spectrum or, or just pieces of that? What's your sweet spot? So the soul of the company, I think, is super important. It affects the designer. It affects everything we do. And the soul is for the younger market. OK, call it 14 and younger, 15 and younger. That's a much different market than older age high school trying to play in college, college trying to play professional. Right. Now, what we found so far, and again, you know, we're, we're new, um, is that we have people throughout the entire spectrum using it. We have major league, literally major league players using the application on their own. Not even people that are sponsors of the company or people that I know, but they use the application in their in their training. Um, but there's a lot more young baseball players in the world than there are major league players. So if you look at percentage wise, we have a lot of parents using the app. We have a lot of coaches using the app and we have a lot of 15 and younger athletes using the app. How about any like 54 year old guys who played mighty might baseball, like, I don't know, 43 years ago. I mean, does that apply or not really? <laughs> it, yeah. Well, right. And for me too. Yeah. I use it. So I'm not in that uh, dissimilar situation. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> we do see some of that. We do see some of that. I, I get uh, some Twitter messages and things like that with guys trying to trying to make their uh, beer league team or pitch a couple of extra innings and that and that. So that's I love, always, it. love to help everybody. We actually have a, a teammate of ours uh, at the Tech Ed Podcast who's seventy two years old and still plays fast pitch baseball. I, I don't think it's quite as fast as maybe when he was in forty, but uh, but um, plays plays that probably four or five months a year. So it's never never too uh, never too young to start and and uh, never too old to play baseball. It sounds like, and I'm certain he'll be playing baseball for a long, long time. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this episode of the Tech Ed Podcast. But what a phenomenal conversation we're having with Rocky Collis! So fantastic that we want to invite you back for episode two. Is the technology we're talking about today truly transformative or is it just another tool that we can use in improving performance? Where can we find applications for Mustard's technology in sports other than baseball? What is it like to be an entrepreneur on that entrepreneurial journey, overcoming setbacks and enjoying successes along the way? And how important is it for our young people and for everyone to create their own personal narrative? around the truth. 
We are going to cover all of this with Rocky Collis in episode two. We look forward to seeing you then. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Tech Ed Podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe, leave a review, and if you like this episode, share it with a friend. New episodes launch every Tuesday, so listen in next week.